Hello, and welcome to the third episode of Poetic, the podcast with me. Hello, I am Chloe Taylor. If you haven't heard any of my other episodes or my intro, let me quickly introduce myself. Like I said, my name is Chloe Taylor, but everybody calls me Chloe. And this is my podcast, Poetic. Thank you so much for joining. It means the absolute world to me. Um, Quickly, just to introduce myself, like I said, if you haven't heard any of my past episodes... I am Chloe, and something that you'll learn within probably just a minute of listening to this episode uh, or any episode of this podcast is that I am in love with poetry. I love everything about it. Poetry has helped me through so many times in my life, and the hard, the good, the bad, the sad, everything, it has been there, and this podcast, of course, The name of it is poetic, but it's very much centered around poetry and my love for it. And learning how how hard this life can be. But like I said, if I've learned one thing in this life, it is that even through the crappy times, the good times, the beautiful times, everything about this life is poetic and beautiful in some sense. And even if it's a crummy time, I have always found that it's through the crappiest of times that I've learned the most valuable lessons and ones that really last. And that's why I started this podcast is to hopefully share them. Um, So yeah, that's me. And I'm really excited to jump into this episode. This is something that I have really had to self-reflect about because I have been wanting to talk about this for a while now, but I wanted to do it in a way that I feel like people can relate to because I feel like this topic is one that a lot of people can relate to, especially young girls, and I just really, really wanted to talk about it. Um, You probably already read the episode title. The title of this episode is Mending the Relationship Between My Mind and My Body. And that might seem complicated, but I have had to learn, even in the hardest of times and in hard ways, that body issues and self-image issues are such a real thing, and they can control so much of your brain. And I feel like the second that my mind and my body became disconnected is when a lot of my, a lot of things in life that were not hard became very hard. And like I said, I don't think I'm the only one that deals with this on a daily basis, but I do know that when I was going through this, and even in times now, I did feel like I was the only one. And I think that that's with anything. When you're really struggling, you kind of feel in some sense, at least I do, like I'm alone. And that's really why I want to talk about topics like this on this podcast. And I really wanted to just jump headfirst into this topic because, I, like I said, I just think it's so important. Um, and if you haven't listened to any of my other episodes, which again is totally cool, um, something that I like to do is read one of my poems in the beginning or somewhere in the episode because even if I don't necessarily have a topic for an episode, I get all my inspiration from my poems that I have written. It's almost like just I scroll through them and pick one and just center the episode around that one poem. And when I reread this poem that I wrote not too long ago, it really just brought all these emotions up of from the time that I wrote it. And it's very much centered around body issues and self-image issues. 
So I'm going to go ahead and read that really quick. It reads, It was always soul-crushing when my own body was never good enough. The numbers on the scale were always too high. The amount of food on my plate was always too much and was always followed by the guilt of consuming every last crumb, promising myself that I would not do that again the next day. My thighs were too big. The bumps all over my face were a nightmare. And I was never what I wanted to be. So how do you convince yourself that you are beautiful? I wish I had the answer. This page is for those who are trying to find it alongside me. I love you. So that poem, like I said, was written not too long ago. And at the time, like I said, I was struggling with it so badly and I felt like nobody else could relate. And I definitely do struggle with it still, but I feel like I have come a long way from when I wrote this. So I want to break down what I think goes into this issue. And I am going to do my best to explain it to the best of my abilities. So I want to start with this. I want to start from the beginning because when I was thinking back to when this issue began, I was almost confronted with my younger self. Now, I'm going to tell you a little bit about me when I was younger. I was honestly my, like, younger childhood, as in, like, one to, like, six. You know, that initial, like, learning everything, everything is new, really developing your personality. I was a pretty happy kid. My mom is a cosmetologist, so I was always around girly things. I loved getting my hair done. I loved getting my makeup done. And I still do. (laughs) And I loved doing my makeup with my mom. I loved just doing anything that had to do with being girly. I loved to play dress up. I loved to put on fashion shows. My mom owned a bridal store when I was younger. So I would try on all of these dresses that she had and that she was selling. And I was just so, I was a very happy kid. And I was honestly pretty confident. I genuinely never thought about my body or how I looked and I feel like and I could be wrong I want to preface that I could be wrong but I feel like when we're younger again like I said that age from like one to six body issues are not an issue as at least let me rephrase that they're not as much as an issue as an issue as they become when you're older I never felt self-conscious. Hell, I was wearing iCarly t-shirts and a full-on skirt with my plastic high heels and I thought I ruled the world. So I really was confronted with that little girl who was so confident in everything that she did and I was so unapologetically myself and just didn't care about what anybody thought and I loved to sing. I loved to put on concerts for my family. I loved everything that had to do with self-confidence, if that makes any sense. I had no shame in my game. And I love that about my younger self, especially looking back. And it's funny because, like I said, looking back, it's almost like I liked being my own, like my true self. I liked being a little different that didn't bother me like I loved the fact that I liked to do things that other people didn't like to do and to think or to do do it in front of other people or wear certain things that I thought were pretty I really just was so excited and I just was so confident in myself and 
I was, again, just so confronted with this little girl who was so confident, and I wanted to try and figure out where the disconnect began. Because I feel like at some point, we all have that, where we become self-conscious, where we start to think about what other people are thinking about us. And I want to share this because, of course, I am not a therapist. (laughs) I am not a professional. But one thing that one of my past therapists told me, and I was really struggling with this situation, and she told me this, and it's something that really stuck with me. And she said, you know what, Chloe, I want to share something with you. A lot of people in this world are more afraid of what you're thinking about them rather than what they're what they're going to say to you. And I probably butchered that, but I'm going to really break this down. She told when she said that to me, it just really made me think that she said that people are more concerned what other people are thinking about them, not what they're going to say to them. People are more worried about the thoughts that are running through somebody else's head that concern them rather than like, what are they going to say to me? Are they going to say that I look ugly? Are they going to say that I look weird? That is not necessarily the concern. It's what people are thinking about you. And I, when I heard that, it made me self-reflect on a whole nother level because when I really dove into this, I couldn't agree more. I, I found that in myself. I I just, I don't know. It really, really made me think about it. And I, again, found that in myself. And I'm just really going to dive right into that. And I began seeing my old self when I was re- reflecting and really thinking about it. I think the first part of my disconnect was when I was able to see the differences between myself and previous times. And then the present time. So when I was younger, my family was ones that always took pictures. We always had a photo. We always, the cameras were always out. Taking pictures of every angle, of every party. That was just kind of my family's thing. And I think the first disconnect for me was when I was old enough to see the differences in myself. And that was the first one, I think. Where you're like, huh, I looked a little different. When I was like, you know, when I was like 13 and I would look back at when I was like 12 and I would be like, huh, I look a little different. I look a little and maybe in my eyes, it wasn't a positive different. Oh, maybe I look a little chubbier then. Maybe I look a little this. For me, that was the first of it. And I think for anybody my age, like I said before, I'm 17, anybody my age, I feel like my generation was the first generation that really was flooded with media like social media with like role models with quote-unquote influencers that looked a certain way and I think that that is huge looking at people that are always shoved in your face in some way and they look a certain they all looks in a they all look specifically the same in some aspect I think it is so easy to see, hey, they're like really, really skinny and I'm not. Or they have really pretty eyes and I do not. All these, like, I think that that is huge. And not only the quote unquote influencers now 
or models or whatever the case may, may be, people that were just in my school, I started doing that at a very young age. They look different than I do. They dress better than I do. They have a better style than I do. And I think when the second I was old enough to compare myself to somebody else is when it all started. And I think that's when a lot of it starts for a lot of different people. And I created almost this mental mold of what a perfect person would look like. And when I didn't match up with this mold that I had created in my brain, it was really hard on me. And it almost made my mind resent my body in some ways. And I know that sounds crazy, but that's honestly the best way I can explain it. When I created in my brain, this is what a beautiful person looks like. And then I looked in the mirror and didn't see that person that my brain had created. It made me put myself down. Forget worrying about what other people were thinking about me. I was destroying my own self-confidence. I was destroying my own self-image because I was so hard on myself because I thought that I had to look a certain way when nobody else put this stigma in my brain except for myself. And that is where I was like, where am I coming up with this mental mold? And like I said, I'm going to go back really quick. I think it's seeing people around you, seeing people in on social media, seeing people, your friends, what, you know, other people. I think another thing too, when I was like in middle school or whatever, you hear other people kind of like make fun of other people in front of you. Like, oh my gosh, did you see that girl is like ugly, whatever, whatever. And then you start getting self-conscious. Like, are people saying the same thing about me the second I turn my back? And of course, that's just middle school gossip. But I think now, in now's day and age, that's huge. Little things add up to big things. And when that's constantly being fed into your brain, at least for me, it created almost the spark that just grew and grew and grew as I got older. And I am started imagine, imagining this like almost beauty scale of what beauty was, how to get it, how to reach it, and creating it in my brain to the point where it was almost unreachable for me. Like things that I just didn't have that I was convinced that I needed to have in order to be beautiful. And it was almost like I was self-sabotaging because I knew that I couldn't wake up looking like this person that I had imagined in my brain, but yet I thought that that's what I needed to look like in order for me to be considered quote-unquote beautiful. And it is now looking back, in my personal opinion, comparison is the master at destroying self-confidence. It is able to annihilate any sense of confidence in anybody, at least in myself. The second I started to compare myself to people I saw on my phone, people I saw on social media, people around me, my friends, this, that, and the other thing, it destroyed my self-confidence. And once I started comparing myself to other people, there was no ending it. And it got worse as I got older. And it was when I started comparing myself to other people that my quote-unquote imperfections made me not good enough in my mind. And that is something that I really want to spend a second to talk about. 
I just want to ask, and I, in many of my episodes, just like in many of my episodes, when I'm saying this to you, whoever's listening, I'm also just as much saying this to myself. Who decides what an imperfection is? When I was thinking about this episode and I take notes on um, like things that I want to hit, points that I want to really weigh in on, I really thought about that. Who decides what's imperfect? Who decides what's beautiful? And it almost like shut down part of my brain just recently, like really thinking about this. Like who decided that looking like XYZ was not beautiful? Who decided that if I look different than the people that I'm seeing everywhere, that makes me less than? Who decided that because my friend is talking crap about somebody else, who decided that that means that they're going to do the same to me? Who decided that beauty is leveled on some type of imaginary scale? And like I said, as much as I deal with this, there I believe that there has to be somebody else that can relate to this on, you know, some point. And for me, like I said, once I started comparison comparing myself to other people it was really really hard to just snap out of that and I'm gonna kind of go even further on what this comparison over comparing myself to people led to for me it led to excessive weighing I was weighing myself all the time and this is something that I hid from almost everybody everybody probably to this day nobody probably knows about this um I weighed myself daily and the second my weight fluctuated I felt not only guilty like I wrote in my poem but embarrassed even though there was nobody else in the room that had saw what I had just whatever this freaking number just popped up on the stupid scale I felt incredibly embarrassed and almost like I wanted to like crawl into a corner and I didn't understand that and I still don't but the scale was like it just had the ability where I could be having an amazing day right I could be whatever the day might have brought it could have been beautiful out I could have had an amazing day the second something happened on the scale that I didn't like or my weight just fluctuated a little bit I felt ashamed of myself and I my mind started to resent my body which I don't even like It makes me so sad to think about because my body didn't do anything wrong, but yet I was scrutinizing it and I didn't, that's really, really hard. And I, along with excessive weighing, I was heavily aware of my food intake. Everything that I was eating, I was aware of it. If I got seconds, I was completely aware of it. And I want to just really weigh in on this because I... Just a little trigger warning before I talk about this. I never dealt with like a food disorder per se. Like I was never binging and purging or anything like that. But I want to, I really felt like it's just recently that I've really been openly talking about this because this is such a big issue in my opinion for so many people. And I want you to know just because you don't have like a medically diagnosed problem, it doesn't make 
the things that you're going through less than. It doesn't discredit what you're going through. It doesn't mean like, oh, it's not that bad because other people have it worse. Of course, there's always somebody that has it worse, but that doesn't take away from what you're going through. And I think this problem of mine got worse over time because I was convincing myself that because other people in this world had it worse than me, that it made the things that I was dealing with less than. And that's just not the case. Your problems are yours. They're not anybody else's. So like an imaginary scale like I talked about before when it comes to how I looked in beauty, I developed this scale of, oh, well, my problem isn't as bad as XYZ's problem, so it's not that big of a deal. I'm over-exaggerating, and it is what it is. And looking back, like, when you're a 13, 14-year-old girl, like, excessively weighing yourself and looking at your food intake with nobody knowing, that is so sad. (laughs) It makes me want to cry. But that is so sad. And I'm sorry, but that is so absolutely sad. To think about because I often, when I think about my past self, I almost look at that person as like a, a separate person and it just makes me so sad that that little girl was doing that and felt that crappy about herself and she was so beautiful and um, okay, I'm sorry, <laughs> but that's the first one and the next one was I was very hyper aware of the people around me, how much they were eating too. I was comparing, okay, XYZ just got more seconds and my seconds were more than theirs. Why would I do that? You're going to gain weight. You're not going to feel great about yourself. And that is just, it's kind of going along with the other one. You, your everybody's body is different. And I just, I wish that I could tell that to my younger self. And I was constantly trying to hide the fact that I was dealing with this problem. Because if you ask anybody around me now, like my parents or people that were constantly around me, I don't even think they would know about it. I don't even think that they would, I don't, not at all. I was very, very good at hiding it. And when I say good at it, I mean it was because it was stressing me out to the point where if I didn't, it scared the heck out of me. So that was something that I did. And feeling extremely uncomfortable asking for seconds around other people. Now, when I was in my own home, that was one thing. But if there was people in my home that didn't live there or I was at somebody else's house or whatever, if I got up to get seconds, I felt like a snob. And I was like just so disgusted with myself that I just, I I don't know. I can't really, it's one of those things, I have a hard time really putting it into words because it very much is a feeling But I just was absolutely disgusted with myself. Absolutely disgusted. And thinking about it, thinking back to that thing that I talked about, what other people are thinking of you, I was constantly like, oh, XYZ thinks that I'm a pig. XYZ thinks that I am, you know, fat. XYZ, like, 
it was always a, a, just a constant game with me. And I want to, go, like I said, go even further. I really, after realizing and looking back when this started and things that like the things I just listed that I was doing that were not normal and were very much something that I was dealing with, I really wanted to try and recognize what it was that was making me do this. And the first thing was saying, okay, what is looking back then? And like I said, it was bad then, but this is something that I very much still actively deal with. And I realized if I want to really conquer this, I want to figure out what my triggers are. And I don't know if you listened to um, my first episode of my podcast, which was my journey of discovering my layers of pain. And in that episode, I talked at the end briefly about um, finding out what your triggers are and really respecting them and respecting that that is something that is a real thing and learning how to cope with them. And I, just like I talked about in that one, when I decided like I want to tackle this head on, I can't do this anymore, I want to talk about it and I like as in with myself and I want to openly try and fix this. I really wanted to think about and reflect on what my triggers were. My first trigger is people commenting on my food intake. Now, when I say this, I want to preface. I don't mean to sound kind of like, you know what? Actually, I take that back. This was a perfect example of me thinking that... How do I say this? Let me rephrase. (laughs) People commenting on my food intake... As in people saying little comments like, didn't you already eat a second? Didn't you already eat that? Really? You're having more? Wow, you seem really hungry. Wow, that was a lot of food. I can't believe you finished that. Things like that. And I want to put this out there. And this is why I said I'm going to take that back. I know when people say this, it might seem like lighthearted and they're just joking. But for me, this really, really bothered me a lot. That was like, holy crap. Not only am I now worried about what they're thinking of me, holy crap, they said something to me. Like, this is bad. Sound off the alarms. Like, that's how it was in my brain. That was a big one. And for people that, I'm not saying this to make anybody feel like crappy. Like, everybody says it. I'm sure I've said it. But maybe, like, try for me if you know somebody that's maybe dealing with the same problems. Like, maybe try and not say things like that because that was huge. But for me, that was was just a big thing. No, Number two, noticing changes in my weight, meaning seeing, constantly looking in the mirror. I was taking pictures of my body, saving them. I was looking back on all of them. I had downloaded it. I was downloading apps to... Like, I was keeping track of my food intake. And when I saw a change in my body, it rocked my world on a different level. And like I said, I obviously wanted to talk about this because this is something that I've been dealing with for a hot second. But now, as in the present moment, this is something that I'm currently actively dealing with is... I will weigh myself and if my weight is more than I think it should be, be 
because again with the imaginary you have to be this much to be skinny or I look in the mirror and I see I decide that I look different I was just absolutely destroyed absolutely destroyed it has made me cry to a point where like I just it's I can't stop and recently I actually for the first time I think ever broke down about this in front of my dad and was like I am horrendous right now I just weighed myself and I've never been that heavy before and that was just soul crushing to me when I weigh like I I know I might be repeating myself but when I weigh myself or I look in the mirror and I am more than I think I should be it's earth shattering to me it's it's soul crushing it's it's just really 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 hard so with these triggers I wanted to think about things that I like little reminders almost that I think would help my that I thought would help myself and I they have and I really want to share them so these are some facts that I wanted to share that have helped me. One, the average body changes from five to six pounds every single day. This is between water intake, food intake. Your body is working so hard to, to keep itself healthy, to fight away bacteria, to fight away, you know, infections, sicknesses. It's when you're eating and drinking water it's breaking that down your body is working so hard throughout the day and it literally physically changes five to six times a day that is a human thing and like with that you need food to survive you need some kind of body mass or fat to survive your body needs that to function it is science it is science And I found when I said that to myself and almost like subconsciously saying, Chloe, you are not exempt from science. You are not exempt from these rules. Your body breaks down food. Your body physically is doing its best. Your body does the same thing as everybody else's body. And that doesn't make you fat. It doesn't make you ugly. It means that you're a human being and that is how your body breaks down food that is how your body survives I love jujitsu it is my favorite thing to do that is your like saying to myself that is how your body is able to do jujitsu because you are eating and drinking and staying healthy and just saying your body is doing its absolute best everything you do your responses to life are your body in you do them every single time when your body does things it's always in hopes of protecting your body when you flinch when some you know when somebody like flexes on you or whatever when you flinch or somebody claps in your face when you flinch your body is protecting itself when you put your hands up when somebody snaps in your face or whatever you know like that response your body is protecting itself all the even the little things when you blink your body is cleaning your eyes so they can see 
and protecting your eyeballs. Everything that your body does is to protect itself and it's doing its absolute best. Think about this. And I have said this so many times to myself ever since I really dove into trying to just work through this. Think about every time you have gotten sick. Think about every time that you have gotten a scratch. Think about every time that you've gotten a runny nose. Think about every time that you have fallen on your bike and scraped your knee. Think about every time that you got sick, that you got some type of infection. Your body has healed itself each and every freaking time. Every single time your body, this amazing body that you have, beautiful body that you have, has fixed itself and has survived through things that back in the day, you get a freaking stuffy nose and you're dead. You're six feet under. Your body has grown has grown itself. You were a little tiny baby and now you're a functioning human being that's walking and and just thinking about all my body has done for me. Every cut, every scrape that it has healed, every sickness that it has come back from, everything that it has done. Reminding myself that your body has done so much for you and almost thinking about my body as a different person and how I would I would never say to anybody else what I am saying to myself right now and thinking about my body in almost that light has helped me really think about you know treat how I treat myself and like I said I have dealt with this for a very long time and it is when I sit down at the table and when I think, when I sit down at the table and I'm thinking these things like I cannot eat all this, this is too much, I'm going to get fat, this, that, and the other thing. When I'm having those kind of troubles, something that I have started doing that has helped me so much is thinking about everything that I love to do. Like I said, jujitsu is my absolute favorite thing to do. I will never get bored of it. I love it. Highly recommend it. It is my favorite thing to do. Jujitsu is an active sport. Your body is your tool. You need it to be healthy in order to be on your A game. I love to do that. I love to go outside. I love to be just go on walks. I love to ride my bike. I suck at skateboarding, but I like to think that I'm good at it. I like to just go outside and play kickball. I love to just be outside. Guess what? When I think about those things that I love to do, I think of this food as almost the way to be able to do those things. And when, I, when I've done that, the, the times that I've done that, it has helped me through those mental almost battles with myself almost every time. And I highly recommend it to you if that is something that you're dealing with and like I briefly said before thinking about what I say these horrible things that I'm saying to myself would I say those things to anybody else now I had a friend a little while ago when we were friends I had a friend that was really dealing with self-image issues And when she would bring up 
how she was struggling, it would destroy me in a way that I don't think I could describe. I, at the time, like, we were so close. And her thinking less of herself and how much she was struggling made me so upset because she is so beautiful. And just, I've had so many friends. Every time that one of my friends has talked down about their physical self or whatever it might be, it destroys me inside. And I just want and will do anything that I can to convince that person that they are beautiful. And it doesn't matter what you say, you are beautiful. And it wasn't until I really started self-reflecting where I was like, why is it when I'm struggling with food or body image issues, it's like a different set of rules for myself, as if I'm different than them, as if I matter any less, my feelings matter any less. I would never look at my friend who is struggling and say, yeah, because you're really fat. Yeah, because you're really ugly. But yet, I'm saying these things to myself. And it was almost this weird, like, what? Like, what the hell? You are the same creature as everybody else. Another thing that I think that you should remind yourself, like I was saying, you are the same organism as them. You are a human being. Your body is the same. It functions in the same way. So why is there a different set of rules for other people than there is for you? Think about that. Why is it that even though you are equal, you are the same creature, your lungs breathe, your mouth chews, your throat swallows, your heart beats, why are there different rules for them than there is for me? You deserve just as much love and understanding as everybody else because you matter. I am saying this to you. Please, I ask you to understand and accept that you matter. You are beautiful. You have so much worth and value to every inch of your being. And you are absolutely and incredibly beautiful. And don't let anybody tell you different. And not only don't let anybody else tell you different, don't let your own mind tell you different. Don't. Don't. Just don't, okay? You are so beautiful. And along with that, something that I started doing that is very personal, and I think I uh, briefly talked about, is my younger self. And almost thinking about that little girl as if she was a different person. And I want to share something because this has helped me a lot. So... In my grandma's house, there is a picture of me. It's actually my preschool picture. And I'm wearing a brown dress and a little gold clip in my hair. And my eyes are just so big and beautiful and just hazel and glistening. And the background is blue. And when I look at that little girl, if I saw her 
right now, if she was standing in front of me, what would she think about all of those things that you are saying to yourself? What would that little girl with the gold clip in her hair and that long, beautiful brown dress, if you looked at that little girl and said, you're fat, you're not good enough, you are ugly, I wish you looked like this, what would she say? How would she react? And when I started thinking about that and just looking at that beautiful, innocent, confident, gorgeous little girl, it made me think of myself in a whole new light, in a whole different perspective. And just how much that would hurt her and saying to myself, that little girl matters. That little girl does not deserve to be talked to the way that you are talking to her. She is worthy of love. She is so incredibly beautiful. She is so amazing and kind and wise. She deserves just as much love as everybody else. And I really, really just, I recommend you doing that is looking at that little girl or boy that you were and just thinking about how she would react. And that is something that has just really, I think, began my healing process of this just mental, you know, battle that I was constantly in. And yeah, that is just what would she say and how would she react? Because she is beautiful and yeah, so that is my episode for today. Um, I do want to remind you, I do have a email. If you have anything that you specifically want me to talk to about, excuse me, if you have anything that you specifically want me to talk about, whether it's a specific topic, a story, whatever the case may be, or most importantly, if you are struggling with something and you're having trouble opening up to somebody, whether that be depression, anxiety, anything. You just need somebody to listen to. You just need somebody to give you advice. You just need somebody to, to just to hear you out. I would love to be that person. And please just send me a quick email. The email is at poetictepodcast05 at gmail.com. And like, not an at sign, but in the beginning, just poetictepodcast05 at gmail.com. And it will only be me that will see these messages. It will only be me responding to them. And I would love to just hear you because just like I said about that little girl with the brown dress and the gold clip in her hair, with those big, beautiful hazel eyes, whatever that little girl for you may be, and the person that you are right now, I hope you never forget that you are loved, you are strong, and you are worthy. And you are just absolutely incredible. And thank you so much for listening to this podcast. It means the absolute world to me. And don't ever forget how absolutely stunning you are and how loved you are. And I love you and thank you again for listening. Bye.